Hi, I'm Kevin Thole, and welcome to Sobriety Elevated. And my name is Jim Pakonin. Together, Kevin and I are committed to elevating your sobriety and deepening your recovery. Join us on another exciting episode, and let's begin. We're so glad you're here. Hello and welcome to Sobriety Elevated. You are here with your co-host Jim Pakonin and Kevin Thole. And welcome to this episode. In this episode, we are going to talk about the art of loving yourself in sobriety. And as we were kind of preparing for this episode, I think you may see similar threads, especially in a lot of our earlier ones, but you're going to get a different take each episode, even if we're talking about the same thing. So, so Kevin, like when I say the art of loving yourself in sobriety, man, what is the first thing that comes to your mind? Well, I like the, the use of the word art because I think it's definitely an art and, and a, a process of loving yourself. And we've talked about this, but, it, you know, whenever you get into sobriety and you get into recovery, you have to unlearn a lot of things. Right. And I think you know, one thing that we probably weren't very good at was loving ourselves uh, when we were active in addiction. Most people that are deep in their addiction, not only do they isolate, but I would tend to say that they hate themselves. I, in the workshops that I lead, I oftentimes do an exercise where I will have people give themselves, you know, a score from one to 10 on how much they love themselves. And those that are brand new are normally below five, if not below three. Yeah, I think I, I can speak for me. And then I've, I've got a lot of experience with other people that I've worked with and talked to and, and walk along with. I definitely would have put myself a one or a two. I mean, I couldn't stand myself. Right. And it was it was and that, you know, I think that that's one thing that drives, you know, us to addiction, too, is. Uh, one of the many things that contribute to it is we just don't like ourselves. We're not confident in ourselves. We don't, we feel like we're just garbage. I mean, I used to tell people I'm a piece of crap. That's like how I would introduce myself. Right. And the thing is, is if you wake up every day and you think you're garbage, you cannot numb yourself quick enough. Yeah, that was me. I mean, I would wake up every day just thinking of how uh, terrible of a human being I was. And I would want to make it stop, make my mind not think about it. So obviously I would drink, use, do all kinds, you know, whatever, anything to, to avoid feeling the real things. And that's been the beauty of this is the real me and getting mm -hmm. to my true self mm -hmm. is completely not that man. Well, and the real you now feels everything processes everything, does it with a sober mind, and does it without the spiritual influence, not only of your drug of choice, but of your behavior of choice. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes, sometimes it's not super fun feeling everything. Once you get through it, and once you do, I mean, you know, that that's the thing. It's a sidebar. But uh, you see, we always talk about how we didn't want to feel any feelings. So we drank or we used. And so right. I drank and used, so I didn't feel all that guilt and that shame. Yep. But the whole time I was numbing that, I was also numbing all the good things, like the connection with my wife, the connection with my daughter. Right. I mean, all of those things. I didn't feel them either. And I forgot how great that is. Just tonight, when I put my daughter to bed and she just looked at me and she said, Daddy, I love you. And I felt it. Like oh, in a deep man. way where I was like, this is awesome. 
Like and that I w- she is sobriety. Yeah. Exactly. And so, yeah, it is. It's sobriety. And it, the fact is, is like, she said that I'm sure when I was, I mean, she was younger, obviously, but she's only four years old now. But uh, when I was active in addiction, she said it, I probably didn't even acknowledge it or think it, you know? And now when I can feel everything, you don't just have to feel the bad. We always talk about all the bad stuff. And, you know, I, I escaped this with drinking and, and drugging, but I also was escaping all of the good stuff in life. And there's a lot of really, really, really great things out there. There's a lot of, and that, my friend, is the art of loving yourself that we're really talking about is when you are in your sobriety, you literally get to feel all these incredible, wonderful things. And that, for all the listeners out there, if you are struggling, think about the wonderful things you have in your life. Focus on the joy you have, the love you have, even if it's just stopping, taking a deep breath and looking at your surroundings. I promise you, you will find beauty. Just so you don't think you're crazy if you're out there thinking, love myself, that's impossible. I would have said the same thing. And I can remember even thinking uh, when I was in treatment and even right after treatment, going to meetings, people are like, Oh, you know, you're going to learn to love yourself. I'm like, I don't even like myself. How am I going to love myself? Well, and, and that is, yeah, you, you have to, you have to like, accept, and then love yourself because when you can learn to like yourself, you will accept who you are. And as you accept who you are, you will literally see what a wonderful person you are. And the moment you see that what opens up is love this beautiful love for self. Yeah. And it's a love that's not like ego driven. And that was, that was the thing too. That's been, that's a thing that makes it art as well for me is it's not like, Oh, I love myself because I'm this great guy. No, I just, I do. I love who I am. And I love the fact that even in my flaws, mistakes and defects, that it's who I am and yeah. it's who I was made to be. And all of those things can, can ultimately help, me love other people can help me help other people serve other people do all these great things. Well, and for not only Kevin, but, but, you know, and I'll say this to Kevin, but I'm really saying this to everybody out there, Kevin, you have influence on so many different people and you don't even realize it now because you actually talk at meetings and because you do things, you're more aware of it. But if you're listening to this and if your mind is saying, I have no influence in this world, I just got to call um, bullpucky on that because you never know the influence you have if you are only focusing on the negative that you perceive yourself to be. Yeah. And I think a, a big exercise that helps me is, you know, just listing out things that I'm thankful for and yep. things that I'm grateful for and not just things that are like out pie in the sky stuff, but like real tangible things. Thankful that I was able to make commitments thankful that i was able to do the right thing today yeah. just thankful about all of these things that over time make me realize how really I'm, i am i'm a good guy jim you saw me early 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 on in sobriety uh, and i uh, wouldn't have said that that is correct <laughs> and yet even are you okay if i kind of share what has occurred yeah, of course. Yeah, you know yeah. even as you were talking about the loss of a pet that's been in your life for 15 years, I believe. 
Yes, almost 16 years. 16 years. You had this little furry, this little dog named Muffin. That dog loved you. Very much so, yes. I mean, you've met Luna because I think about Luna. Luna is my little furry. And I got Luna after I survived cancer. And she was my give back where we would go into the hospitals. And there's something about dogs because they just know, don't they? That's the thing. I I think about all the memories of being active in addiction and just like the self-loathing and the self-hatred. And it was like the dog just knew. She knew what I needed when I needed it. And she would just sit on my lap or she would just rub her head against my head and just almost to say like, it's going to be okay. And the unconditional love that a dog has. Right. And I'd leave her active in addiction. Now she did, she ended up living with my parents for most of uh, my addiction time. But I'd leave her at the house for 12 hours. Well, when I came home, you know, she would should be furious with me. She would love on me, yep. be so happy to see me. And I think that if sometimes we could treat ourselves with that same grace that a dog would or an animal would or would have yep. on us. Whether it's a dog, whether it's a cat, though, whether it's horses, those animals simply love because they can. And they will love and love and love. I mean, Luna, up where I live, we have these gophers and the gophers are out now. And Luna literally gets the greatest joy chasing after gophers, jumping up and attempting to get good. She hasn't, she's, she's, well, she, has, she caught one last year, but this year she has not caught any. So they're all safe. Really just watching the dog chase after, just go from zero to full speed instantly warms my heart and that is something that in the art of loving yourself just watching a dog there's something that is beautiful about simply watching a dog when you learn to love yourself and you you accept yourself like you said which i think is extremely important it makes everything a little bit more joyful i think of like i I sometimes almost feel like because life is so different than it was and, and so much better than it was and and so much more peaceful and joyful that sometimes I almost feel like I'm a spectator in my own life. Whenever as something really cool is happening, I'm like, I can be in that moment and just enjoy it. And like, just love life and and love what I'm doing and, and who, you know, just everything about it. It's just, it's, it's so amazing. If you're listening to this, take a minute and think about all the incredible things that you may even take for granted, but after this podcast, after you listen to this, I want you to walk the world a little more intentional. I want you to be more present, even if it's present just to feeling the breath going into your lungs and out of your lungs in your sobriety. Because sometimes the moment you get that that first little good thing. It'll lead to a second. It'll lead to a third. And if you do this day by day by day, pretty soon, you're going to really see the art of love in your sobriety. And you're not only going to have the acceptance of yourself, but you're going to find a deep love for yourself. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And, you know, I grew up and I don't necessarily take all the good stuff, but there was a song that we sang at a church that I grew up in. And it always said, count your blessings, name them one by one. I don't remember anything else about it, but <laughs> I do know that that is something that rings true in my ears now. And whenever I start to count my blessings and I start to, to make a list of what I'm grateful for, and I start to really name them, 
even if it's just to myself, just really, really name those things. Life just gets better and better and better. And uh, that's what I try to do every day is just count my blessings, make sure that everything I'm grateful for, that I'm aware of it. Because sometimes we get so caught up in the whirlwind of life that we don't think about all the good things that are happening. And if you're out there, you hear this and you're struggling, get up in the morning and write out what is blessed in your life. You said this earlier, right? It doesn't have to be some wooey, wooey, pie in the sky thing. Be blessed that you're hearing this. Be blessed that you got up and you're walking. Yeah, be blessed that, you have that there was phone. Or, yeah, yeah you, you, you're able to listen to this on some kind of device. Yeah, I mean, yeah you're listening just, to a podcast I mean, on a device, right? And be blessed for yeah. that. <laughs> I often wonder, this is a total side note, but can you imagine getting sober and then like getting thrown back into 1975 before podcasts were even a thing? I don't know. It would be tough. Holy cow. I mean, the amount of resources that we have now is is incredible. And I'm super thankful for it. I'm thankful. I never thought I would say this. I'm thankful for Zoom uh, because staying connected with people has been a huge key to my sobriety. And if I didn't have all this technology through this pandemic, I mean, who knows? Yes. And being connected to Zoom has you be wherever you are and you can connect with people and you are no longer alone. That is a blessing. Even this, if you're listening to this conversation, you may not be in this conversation, but you are a part of this conversation. And hopefully your heart feels a little bit lighter and you can actually find five things about life that are uplifting to the point that literally it's like all of a sudden life is very, very good. Yeah. Your mindset can just change the whole day. Literally in in a thought, you You shift to a blessed thought. And what I promise you out there is that your mindset will change. And as your mindset changes, you can begin to actually see life different. The fact is, especially in your sobriety, the moment you see life different, not only does it become different, but you stay sober and those dark thoughts that will take your sobriety away get to be put away if not for just the next moment. Yeah, I mean, I I absolutely agree with that. I think that the key to probably one of the biggest keys to my sobriety is making sure that I check my mind every single day. And I make sure that instead of trying to focus on all the negative, because there's always something we can find negative, I focus on the positive things. And when my mindset changes, it really just changes my whole day. Right. And whenever I'm positive, it seems like more positive things happen to me. Issues come, but I'm able to overcome them more. Well, that's really, that, that, that'll be another episode is the art of living, but issues will always come at you. And the thing is, is if you can see that they're coming at you and you are in a good headspace, it is amazing how clear things are to where all of a sudden it's like, yeah, I can handle this. I can handle being one, one more day sober. I can handle this next moment. I can even handle this next decision or choice that's coming my way. The key though, loving ourselves, just loving who we are and, and what we're doing. And what's nice too, is it's a lot easier for me to love myself when I'm living my true authentic self. And I'm being, because of sobriety, I'm being honest, I'm being honorable, I'm doing the right things. I'm, I'm yeah. making the best decisions and choices that I can. 
those were all the gifts that sobriety gave you, what you just said. And if you're listening to that, understand that is yours also. It is one of the things that your addiction stole from you, that your sobriety, you can choose to return to that space in a thought. You've been listening to Sobriety Elevated. want to thank you for taking the time to be a part of our community. If you've just found us, please subscribe to us on whatever podcasting service you listen to us. And we'd love it if you'd like leave a five-star rating and a comment. And then if you're on Facebook, please join us in the Sobriety Elevated podcast group. And we look forward to seeing you in our next episode. Thank you. We will talk again soon. Yep. We'll talk to you later. Have a great one. Bye-bye.